The last thing I said to her, How an Unexpected Passing Has Made Me Think Differently About Portugal, by Janelle Holden. When you see the Southern Cross for the first time, you understand now why you came this way, because the truth you might be running from is so small, but it's as big as the promise, the promise of a coming day. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. On Monday, I went to the funeral of a 39-year-old woman in our town, a woman I called a pillar of the community. When I heard about her death, I thought it was a wild rumor. I had just seen her, had just complimented her on the fall decorations she had put up in our town's only grocery store. She snorted when I said it and replied, decorating is the fun part. It's the cleaning that's hard. I agreed. That was our last conversation. The last thing we ever talked about was fall decorations and cleaning. I suppose it was something. Her passing was an unexpected loss. She died suddenly of cardiac arrest, the same thing that took Julie Powell, the author of the book Julie and Julia, which inspired a movie of the same name. Julie Powell died at age 49, just two days after Renee. They both passed around Halloween and All Saints Day, and they both evoked memories of food and nourishment in my own life. Renee had filled my car full of groceries several times during COVID lockdowns, taking a check from the back of my van where I left it to keep both of us safe. When I was a teenager, I remember her running around her parents' restaurant while I peeled potatoes and shucked shrimp in the kitchen, trying to save a few bucks for college. Then later, managing our town grocery store with the brisk efficiency of someone used to food management. It's probably a symptom of aging that it amazed me she grew up from that little girl. She had three girls herself, one of whom I mistakenly thought was the mother of the littlest, and made a fool out of myself talking to her about her daughter when she finally said, you mean my sister? Julie Powell, on the other hand, nourished me with ideas about cooking. I read her book about bringing Julia Child's recipes to life while I was in the dead of winter in Montana, and it made me laugh. She brought inspiration to my kitchen that year. I was glad to bring a salad to Renee's memorial service to contribute in some way, because it seemed both appropriate to the relationship and necessary, given that there were over 400 people crowded together to mark her passing in the only town structure we have that's big enough to hold a crowd of that size, the school gymnasium. When we arrived for Renee's funeral, I slipped into a seat in the back next to an old high school classmate and his mother, and almost said, we've got to stop meeting this way, because the last time I had seen him was in the receiving line of his father's funeral, both of us having an awkward time reuniting after nearly 30 years apart. I've been thinking about your dad a lot, I said, breaking the ice. He was so involved in the community. It was true. His dad had served on every board in the town, raised four sons, published a newspaper with his wife, and seemed to fully believe in his heart that public service was part of being a good human being. Another pillar gone this year. The son sitting next to me had transformed from the troublemaker kid I knew in high school into a public school principal and superintendent in a nearby community. It seems good parenting makes a difference. Moving back here, I told him while we waited for the service to start, I realize how much everyone matters, like really matters. He agreed. In a small town, everyone knows everyone, he said. But that wasn't what I meant. I literally meant that everyone matters here. There are things that make a community function. School boards and fundraisers and libraries and grocery stores and meals on wheels and story time and organizing fun runs and town council decisions. 
All of those things take people to run them. All of those things take leaders and volunteers and participants. And when you only have 500 people in your community, that means that everyone's contribution is noticed and felt. It's one of the things that I will miss about living here, if we ever move, and why I want to be a part of community events in Portugal too. It's life enriching to contribute to your community. After the services, we walked down the school's hallways to the multi-purpose room where the food was being served. It took a while because of the large number of people, so we passed time by pointing out and commenting on people we knew whose senior portraits were hanging in the hallway of the only school in town, each graduating class of about 20 or so from 1942 to 1982 was photographed. They never tell you how important your senior portrait is going to be, I remarked, that people could be looking at it from a hundred years after it's taken. I probably would have thought more carefully about what I had worn if I had known it would still be up here 30 years later. My classmate agreed, telling me that he had students at his school who came here to play basketball, who taunted him that they had seen his photo in the halls. He asked, did they even have these up here when we were here? I shrugged. I don't think so. At least I didn't notice them. Mostly what I was thinking about while walking the corridors of that high school was how to get out of there, out of here, I should say. It's ironic that I'm living that same pattern out again now with this move, wondering when or if I'll ever get to Portugal if our house doesn't sell, wondering if I should reconsider and just rent, wondering what to do now that winter is here. We have six inches of snow on the ground, and it looks like it's going to catch us in her icy hand again, refusing to let us go at least until spring. And yet, this time, I feel more peace about living here, although I wish I wouldn't have told so many people we were moving. When I went to pick up my new eyeglasses earlier this week, the doctor spotted me and said, Janelle, you're still here. Yep, I said, slightly chagrined, feeling embarrassed that I'd even told him about moving to Portugal during my eye exam. The market is just not in my favor right now. It'll happen, he reassured me, when you least expect it. Yes, I agreed, feeling a bit more hope, remembering that he told me about some friends of his who live across the mountains and were also planning to move to Portugal. That's the thing about death and life. It sometimes happens when you least expect it. So many friends of mine have passed unexpectedly. And when I thought of them during All Saints Day, I could hear them saying, go, live your life, just live it. Don't take any second, any moment for granted. Just live it. And those voices made me firmer in my resolve to follow my heart in whatever direction it calls and to enjoy every moment of the journey. Because if I don't do that, that's not really living.